WCCP 1055 The Roar. Childress Show coming up on the second hour of the show, talking all kinds of college football. There's going to be uh, going to chat about the Heisman this hour, and also talk about uh, Clemson's matchup with Ohio State and the other matchup between LSU and Oklahoma, which I think could also be intriguing. Pulled all kinds of stats on that one as well. Hey, if you want to jump on uh, the health, oh, the uh, Northland Communications phone lines. Six five four seven six two seven. If you got some questions, just want to chat anything out, have uh, something on your mind about any of the breaking news in college football this week, Heisman Trophy, college football playoff matchups, bowl matchups. Uh, please jump in the phones with me. Six five four seven six two seven. Also, if you're listening in your car, listening on the Roars app, or over at the Roar Radio, you can check us out on the Facebook side as well. Go to the Roars Facebook page. You can see behind the scenes. Hey, if you'd been watching between the last two segments, you'd have seen me moving a bunch of chairs and microphones around and getting resettled in my seat. How exciting is that? Can't possibly want to miss that uh, going forward. So uh, hang out with us on the Facebook side as well. And then finally, uh, please jump in. Uh, give me a follow on at Childress Mark if you want to know what's going on during the week as I'm uh, preparing for the show each week. Special thanks to Facts and Childress, who produces the show here in the studio. I'm in Prox Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. That's where we can stream uh, and simulcast live on the Facebook side. And also special thanks to Alex Wisnett and Mission Control back in Clemson uh, for handling the radio side for us as well. So all kinds of great stuff going on. Let me tell you something. Mike Vaughn put in so much work all season long for the high school football report that you just heard in the last segment that we affectionately call the hitch and pitch. Special thanks to him. First of all, Mike's a great guy. He reached out to me before the season started uh, with an idea about covering high school football on my show. I thought it was a great one. Not only did he meet whatever expectations I had, he exceeded them. So kudos to you. A tip of the cap, Mr. Mike Vaughn, at Mike V from SC. If you want to keep up with all things high school football in the state of South Carolina and particularly in the upstate. Really appreciate all the work you did here for me uh, on the Mark Childress Show for the High School Football Report this year. All right, I've seen a number of questions rolling in about the Heisman Trophy. If you have not heard, the finalists for the Heisman Trophy have been announced. You've got uh, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Chase Young are the four finalists. No finalists from Clemson. There are four quarterbacks in the uh, college football playoffs. Three of them will be going to New York. For the Heisman Trophy ceremony, Clemson's quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, will not be. Travis Etienne, which from a numbers perspective, especially if you look at yards per carry, touchdowns, things like that, clearly one of the top in the country, did not get an invite. In fact, no running backs got an invite to New York, which seems crazy. Heisman Trophy really almost coming becoming a quarterback award now. Um, at least it has been for the last few years. Um, a couple of thoughts for me when I saw it. Number one, the inclusion of Chase Young to me was a little bit of a head-scratcher. So Chase was suspended for two games this season for accepting a loan and paying it back. Allegedly, you know, all kinds of weird questions about what went on. That story came and went really quick, where I think a lot of people still had questions about it. I just thought it was interesting that a player that did not play in one-sixth of the regular season games uh, could qualify. And his statistics in the recent games haven't been great. 
Didn't put up great numbers against Michigan. Didn't put up great numbers uh, in the championship game against Wisconsin as well. So uh, I was a little bit surprised and I guess disappointed that Chase Young was included where I felt like you could have made a, a really strong argument for Trevor Lawrence or Travis Etienne. Or, hey, if you're going defense, maybe even Isaiah Simmons. That was kind of number one. Uh, number two, I think having Jalen Hurts there is great. Uh, Jalen Hurts is an incredible player, super guy. But if you put the numbers to Jalen Hurts up against Trevor Lawrence, they're eerily similar. Jalen Hurts, though, actually had more turnovers than Trevor Lawrence. But when you hear the national drumbeat about Trevor Lawrence, it's, oh, he threw too many interceptions. He threw eight. And he hasn't thrown one now in almost eight games. Jalen Hurts threw seven. Also had six fumbles to go with that. So if you want to talk about being turnover prone, Jalen Hurts had a much bigger problem with it than Clemson did. Jalen Hurts also lost a game this season. Trevor Lawrence did not. I just thought it was really interesting as well that Jalen Hurts was there and Trevor Lawrence wasn't. I'm not saying you necessarily had to replace Jalen Hurts with Trevor Lawrence. But if you're going to put one in, why not put the second one in? And I know a lot of this comes down to voting. These are the top four vote getters. I was just a little bit disappointed in those two uh, guys being included. I think Joe Burrow is going to win this award. It could be the biggest landslide in the history of the uh, Heisman Trophy. The national media seemed to give it to Joe Burrow three or four weeks ago. Nothing's changed or pivoted off of that since then. So it'll be interesting to watch. For me, uh, the Heisman Trophy has kind of taken a turn where my interest has gone down in two ways over the last decade or so. Right? The Heisman Trophy when it describes the award, talks about character being a big piece of the award. I'll give you the best player and also the best character. But you also had Johnny Manziel, who had been in trouble frequently during his uh, college career, receive the award, followed by Jameis Winston receiving the award when he had been in all kinds of trouble as well. And I feel like you're kind of throwing the character stuff out the window now. It really is a best player or best stats award. You can't have character included anymore. And then looking back now, uh, the timing of the way that the award is given out, I think, has a big impact on it. I really think that if you waited until after the national championship game was played and awarded the Heisman right after that, I think that Deshaun Watson would have won one award, right? As a sophomore, I think he would have won. And as a junior, I think he could have made a really strong argument that he could have won it over Lamar Jackson, whose team faded down the stretch, while Clemson's teams got stronger down the stretch, and Deshaun really showed off in the two playoff games each season. So those were the two things that soured me, I guess, a little bit on the Heisman Trophy. Um, but again, I'm excited. I think Joe Burrow is going to be a, uh, a very worthy winner. He's had an incredible season this year. I, I wouldn't take anything away from Justin Fields either. And again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Chase Young or Jalen Hurts. All of them worthy of being included in New York. I think I just might have included Trevor Lawrence as well. So, Alex, that's a lot of rambling about the Heisman Trophy and uh, some of my beefs with it. What are your thoughts on uh, who's being invited to New York to New York and the award in general? Yeah, Mark, I, I agree with, with, with most of that. With Chase Young stuff, I don't have <clears throat> a big issue with him missing two games because in the rest of those games, with the exception of the Wisconsin game, which I remind you, Wisconsin basically had three guys on, basically had a tight end, a, a tackle, and a guard on basically all game. So I imagine it's pretty hard to get to the quarterback when you have three guys dedicated to just stopping you to freaking <laughs> in the quarterback. I hear you. Um, so Chase Young, and of course this is one of the most overused terms in football, but Chase Young for the majority of this year was a game wrecker. And you had to game plan for number two in, in Scarlet and Gray because he was going to destroy whatever offense you were trying to run. 
So I think I think that's the best example. I think that's the best case for a defensive player getting to New York. Um, Jalen Hurts, and we discussed this on Out of Bounds, Kelly and I did earlier uh, this afternoon, but I think Jalen Hurts is, is in New York. First, because a obviously he's a great football player, great quarterback, uh, had a had a had a pretty had a good year, um, but also I think it's because of the story. Um, obviously had had a pretty good start uh, with Alabama, uh, uh, played in some national championships, but obviously lost his job to Tua and then transferred to Oklahoma and has had obviously a a, a great season. So I think it's partially because of the story. Because I think the Heisman on some level, maybe not as much as the NFL MVP award, but I think the Heisman is somewhat of a narrative based award. Uh, Justin Fields again. I have no problem with with Justin Fields being there. He's had a, he's had a great season. And then again, Jed, like you mentioned, Joe Burrow is going to win this award. Joe Burrow. I thought he had his Heisman moment against Alabama when he when he had that crucial run for first down. But I didn't think he had his actual Heisman moment uh, this last weekend against Georgia when he had that where he rolled out, basically scrambled for however long and threw it threw a bomb to Justin Jefferson for 73 yards. That was his Heisman moment where I think right there he just he absolutely cemented it. If it wasn't cemented already. Um, and really, as for the Clemson guys, you know, we've had five people invited to New York before. Why not have five? Why not invite Trevor or, or Travis? I would, honestly, I'd probably invite, I would probably, I would probably say that Travis might be, I say more deserving, but I, if you're talking about entire body of work, Travis might be more deserving. But if you're talking about late season performance, which is sometimes what the Heisman is based on, I mean, look at what Kyle and Murray did late, late in the year last year. I, I think Trevor is certainly deserving of having a seat uh, at the metaphorical table in New York City. Yeah, I'm in agreement. And I know they base their decision on who all comes, you know, kind of how close you are to that number one vote, right? They're, they got to draw the line someplace. They, what they drew it after three players last year, they drew it after four this year. And you don't want to have nine up there because I think that kind of cheapens it as well. But uh, again, not coming across as sour grapes uh, for the Clemson guys. If I sound that way, it's not just about that. You know, fundamentally about the award in general, I think there's some flaws. I hate the timing of the award. And I get why you're doing it now, right? You've got a couple of weeks to fill before the bowl games start for the college football playoffs and all of that. I just think that if you waited until the season was actually over to give the award, it could have had a big impact the last few seasons for sure. And, uh, you know, with Kyler Murray not making it to the national title game last year and Tua making it, I mean, I don't know if that helped to his case or not, especially as poorly as he played against Clemson in the final game. But uh, some interesting stuff there. And uh, I'm sure Saturday night uh, when they're awarding the Eisman Trophy, I'll be watching and, uh, and soaking that all in. So um, do you think Trevor Lawrence will be the front runner for the award next season, Alex? I mean, he kind of was coming into this year just based on how he finished. And again, I, I've seen all kinds of you can parse stats however you want. Right. But there have been some Heisman Trophy winners in the past who have very similar numbers to what Trevor Lawrence put up this season. You know, with Burrow leaving, uh, Justin Fields, uh, well, Jalen Hurts is leaving for sure. Uh, Justin will still have one year left after that. So uh, you'll have uh, and Chase Young's going to be gone. So three of the four guys, I guess, making it to New York will be gone after this season, especially if Clemson closes this out. You'll have a Trevor Lawrence that will be 30-0, and back-to-back defending national title quarterback, trying to make it three in a row, an unprecedented three in a row next season. Seems like he'll be the leader in the clubhouse for the Heisman next year. Your thoughts? Yeah, I certainly think he'll be he'll be the firmer. I think he'll be the betting favorite going into next year to be the Heisman, much like he was this year. And it really depends on how much Dabo wants to use him, um, especially depending on uh, what ETN's uh, draft decision is. If ETN decides to go 
uh, to the draft, which he is well within his rights to do. I think he's going to be be a first round pick in my estimation. Then there's not there's not a whole lot of, of solidity at the in the backfield. Obviously, Lynn J. Dixon, uh, you know, certainly looks the part. It certainly looked explosive in spurts this season. Um, but we don't really know what he'll look like with a full workload. And then, of course, uh, we have the uh, Clemson has the commitment of Demarcus Bowman, a five star out of Florida, uh, coming in into that backfield. But of course, no one really knows what what, what he'll do in college. Um, so I think I think Trevor will probably be used a lot more, and I think his arm will be called upon a lot more. Um, so I, I think he he cert- the situation certainly dictates that he'll he'll he could certainly win the Heisman. Yeah, I had Jordan Reed from the Draft Network. I filled in for uh, Walt Deptula on Road Rage last week. So I had Jordan Reed, who's the senior draft analyst for the Draft Network, on the show last week. We were talking about Clemson players who might go in the draft, right? He had uh, Isaiah Simmons going about number 12. I think he had him going number 12 to the Raiders. Um, He had T. Higgins going late in the first round. He did not have Travis Etienne in his first-round mock draft, but he did not have any running backs in his first-round mock draft. And he thinks that Etienne will be the first running back taken if he declares and goes to the NFL last year and would probably be a late first-round pick. And that's really based on the way things have changed in the NFL, right? The running back value is not as much as it has been in the past. Uh, they seem to age really quick. You give them that first big contract. Uh, you get the rookie deal, and if you're one of the elite running backs in the NFL, you get that next big deal. And then by the time you're 30, you're almost put out to pasture now in the NFL. So it'll be interesting to see how that's treated for Travis Etienne and whether he feels like coming back. I mean, Travis has been very quiet about his desires around the NFL when he's been asked. There, you could make a case for him coming back again as a senior next year and trying to put up big numbers one more time, and that could be the difference in being drafted late in the first round and maybe being drafted middle or even upper part of the first round, and the difference in that can be millions of dollars. So I think he's going to be on the fence. I mean, I really do think Higgins will be leaving and uh, Travis Etienne will be leaving. But, you know, Alex, you never know. I could make a case for him to come back and try to increase that draft stock. That's what C.J. Spiller did. C.J. Spiller was going to be a late first-round draft pick. He came back and ended up going top ten. Yeah, I certainly think I certainly think that could be the case. And I, I don't think Travis performance-wise hurts his case at all if he comes back for a senior year because he obviously he has the capability to put up monster numbers. Maybe not Heisman numbers, apparently, but uh, <laughs> cer- cer- certainly monster numbers. Yeah, but you know, I, I think there's a, I don't want to call it a lifetime achievement award uh, aspect to it, but there's a little bit of that. You kind of hinted at that with Jalen Hurts, right? That, you know, he's been doing it for a while. He's got a really interesting story. If Travis were to come back as a senior, even Trevor Lawrence next year as a junior, are you really going to take a quarterback who could potentially be a two or three time national champion um, and not ever have him invited to New York? Because that's what you'd be looking at next year if Trevor Lawrence was not invited to New York. I don't think that's a very good look for uh, the high committee and all that stuff so something to keep our eye on and again if you want to jump uh, on the roars facebook page jump in the comments there and uh, tell alex and myself what you think about it we'll just be curious uh, to know i think joe burrow will be the heisman candidate this season there is not a long history of super success in the postseason for heisman trophy winners right so Joe Burrow might win the award for himself, but it's going to be make it that much harder to win one for his team because Heisman winners normally do not go on and win national titles. It's a very rare occurrence, and a lot of times their performance in the postseason is very down. 
So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with Mr. Burrow. All right, let me tell you about a uh, newer sponsor here on the Mark Childress Show, my friends at George Coleman Ford. They have been in business now almost 90 years. 2020 will be their 90th anniversary. They are now in the fourth generation of ownership in the Coleman family. They never have any added or hidden fees when you buy from George Coleman Ford. And let me tell you, almost all the staff has been there for many years, sales, service, parts, you name it. When you go and see these folks at George Coleman Ford, you can wait years before you go back and the same people are going to be there. It's not that unusual for people to come from hours away to buy a car from George Coleman Ford or even have their car serviced from hours away because of how well they're treated at George Coleman Ford. They're a regularly top-rated customer service index performer, right? Look on Yelp, look on Google, any of those. Tons of five-star reviews. Go and check them out themselves before you make a decision or head down the road of buying a new vehicle. They're also a multiple Ford President's Club winner. Cars cost less and travelers rest. Also go to georgecolemanford.com if you're looking to buy a pre-owned vehicle. Thanks to George Coleman Ford for being a sponsor of the Mark Childress Show. Coming up next segment, going to talk a little bit of uh, NFL. I've also got a bunch of stats around the college football playoff matchups, kind of stacking these teams up. Are they in the correct order, one through four? Who has an advantage on the offensive side? Who has an advantage on the defensive side? We'll talk about all that and more coming up. This is the Mark Childress Show. took the health dare. No, really. Roger took the health dare and had to resign his role as Santa this year because he lost so much belly fat. He reversed his symptoms of type 2 diabetes, sleep apnea, and high blood pressure, got off all his medications in 90 days. Don't get stuck playing Santa. Every inch of belly fat is years on your life. Let the health dare team take care of you this year so you can take care of your family. Buy one program, get one 50% off. Go to idareme.com. That's idareme.com. I dare you. And now a message from Puffs Plus Lotion Tissues. Coughing and sneezing aren't the season's worst flaw. It's the ordinary tissues that can leave noses raw. With each little wipe, they can leave noses red. So do your sniffer a favor. Buy Puffs Plus Lotion instead. Puffs have lotion to soothe and are soft on your nose. You'll feel the difference with each of your blows. Especially during cold and flu season, a nose in need deserves Puffs indeed. S.H. Carter is a family-owned and locally operated construction and demolition company here to go to work for you. With over 50 years of experience, the Carter last name is associated with quality construction, high expectations, honesty, and integrity. As members of the Carolinas AGC and National Association of Demolition Contractors, give them a call today to get a jump start on your project or roll-off container rental. 864-295-3943 and online at shcarterinc.com. That's shcarterinc.com. Between football season, the MLB playoffs, and the start of the NBA and NHL seasons, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. 
If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with MyBookie. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code RADIO to activate the offer. That's promo code RADIO to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Lemu, when we're not telling people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, I've actually been moonlighting as a DJ. What? Check it! Here's the good part! Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. You work hard for your money, and Realtor Rivers Whitmire is here to work hard for you. He knows that buying or selling a home or property is a big decision that needs guidance, experience, and knowledge from an expert in the real estate field. Rivers is a local who has deep roots in the upstate and a proud Clemson fan. Whether you're ready to buy, sell, or just have real estate questions, call Rivers today at 864-752-5545 and check out his Facebook page at Rivers Whitmire Realtor today. Hey, Upstate, Bunky Gandy here for Ralph Hayes Toyota. You know, winning is an intentional plan put in place with consistent application. And as we enter into the championship phase, as Dabo calls it, our Tigers are poised to do just that. Well, Ralph Hayes Toyota, we're doing the same. As Toyotathon gets ready to kick off, it's the best time of the year to buy a new Toyota. Check us out on our website at ralphhayestoyota.com, or better yet, come and see us at 3525 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson. Remember, you save when you shop at Ralph Hayes. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. to the Mark Childress Show. College football talk continues. If you want to get on here and chat with me, hit me up on the Northland Communication phone lines, 654-7627. Also, if you're in your car, listening on the Roar app or on Roar.radio in your internet browser, come on over to Facebook. Check us out over here. I'm in the Pronk Studios in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, I do the show from here. You can watch the show behind the scenes, jump in with your Facebook comments, thoughts, and feedback as we go from there. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at at Childress Mark. Also, Bowl Bash tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock at the Mellow Mushroom in Clemson. I will be there along with uh, just about every one of the Roar's personalities. We'll be breaking down uh, a bunch of the bigger bowl games. Uh, awesome pizza there, of course, at Mellow, Mush- Mellow Mushroom. And you have a chance to win free pizza for a year. So come join us in person at the Mellow Mushroom in Clemson or at least check us out here on uh, the Roar on the radio side from 6 o'clock until 9 o'clock tomorrow. And then if you're interested... I'm going to be getting up really early the rest of the week. I'm not a morning person. The sacrifices I will make to help my good friend Mickey Plyler. I'll be filling in on the Mickey Plyler show Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning. That's 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Roar. So come uh, check me out over there as well. I'll be having a good, uh, good time with my buddy 
John Height. So Mark Childress here, Alex Wisnett back in uh, Clemson and Mission Control. Alex, I pulled all kinds of uh, crazy stats and stuff off of Twitter, as I tend to do each week. I got a couple of interesting things on here I wanted to get your take on. So Kirby Smart's first 55 games at Georgia. Kirby is 43-12 and 12 with one SEC championship. Mark Richt in his first 55 games in Georgia, 45-10 and 10 with one SEC championship. The similarities are really eerie. If you say these things in front of Georgia fans, they start to immediately get upset. We're in much better shape than we were with Mark Richt. You can't compare the two. It's not fair. It's almost identical for their first 55 games. Yeah, that's 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 kind of crazy. I didn't even I didn't realize that. That's a, that's a great stat you pulled. Um, I I do feel like the expectations for the Rick era Georgia teams and Kirby Smart era Georgia teams are kind of the same. It's like right, you you, you, know, you talk to a Georgia fan in August, like all right, this is the year. This is the year we're, we're going to win the East. We're going to win the SEC, and then we're going to go on go on to win the national championship. And then they just can't quite get it done for some reason. But it, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like this go-around on the, on the merry-go-round, it feels different because they are getting better recruits. Um, but they're actually getting they're actually getting worse quarterback play, in my estimation, than Mark Rick got out of Matt Stafford and Aaron Murray and the like. I don't, I don't think Jake Fromm is anywhere close to those guys, but I, I could be wrong on that. That's a, that's a very interesting stat. Yeah, I think it's going to come out that Jake Fromm has uh, had some type of injury that he's been fighting the year. That's just some speculation for me because he was a much better quarterback last year and even earlier this season than we saw late in the year. So I'm curious about that. So I I got a front row seat to the Mark Richt era living in Atlanta, Georgia. So I've lived here in the upstate now for about two years. I mean, this is home for me and my family. We've been up here supporting Clemson uh, for, you know, the last 20 plus years with season tickets and everything. But I actually live down in Atlanta. So if I were listening to whoever the Mark Childress of Atlanta sports is uh, over the better part of the last two decades, all I would be hearing about is how great those Georgia teams were under Mark Richt. And every year in the offseason, Alex, Georgia, this is Georgia's year. We're winning the national title this year. Just wait and see. We've got incredible recruits. We've got incredible talent. But they would find a way to lose a game almost every year that they should not lose. And when it got down to crunch time in the big games, Mark Richt had a heck of a problem with clock management, if you recall, a number of times at Georgia in big games late, whether the mismanagement of some timeouts, uh, not getting his players out of bounds in the right place, things like that. We've seen similar things from Kirby Smart in big games. He'll get into these big games, an, an untimely fake punts, uh, making some bad decisions with personnel, clock mismanagement. I think the similarities are almost identical. And in season number five for Mark Richt, he won his second SEC title. This will be season number five coming up for Kirby Smart. So Kirby does not win the SEC in this upcoming year. And again, he's going to be changing quarterback personnel. He's going to be losing a lot of talent on offense and defense again. That's going to be a long road to hoe for Georgia next year. You could be looking at the comparisons between Ricks and you know Kirby. Right now, Ricks is a little bit ahead of Kirby. If you just look at the numbers, it's going to be really interesting to watch. And again, I know there's a much bigger focus on recruiting now than there was back then, but Georgia was considered to be one of the top recruiting places in the country, even under Rick. He was getting a ton of great big talent. A lot of their players were getting in trouble, if you remember back there with Rick. We've seen a little bit of that from Kirby, but not as bad before. I just thought that was an interesting uh, comparison. I also pulled this off of Twitter, and again, it's obvious, but it's something that kind of slapped me in the face when I read it. Jalen Hurts is going to the playoff. Alabama's not going to the playoff. Justin Fields is going to the playoff. 
Georgia is not going to the playoff. It's pretty interesting. You add Joe Burrow in there, of course, transferred from Ohio State down to LSU. You've got three quarterbacks who transferred from one school to another and have taken that school to the playoffs. And the only one with any controversy around it, I guess, a little bit would be Justin Fields, right? Justin Fields kind of got the approval to play immediately, even though he hadn't graduated already, at Ohio State when it was literally the wild, wild west with the transfer portal. Everybody was transferring and getting approved, and then one guy wouldn't get approved, and then they'd file a lawsuit and it would get turned over. I think the transfer portal will be a lot tighter going forward. So Ohio State, the big winner in the uh, – you know, college football transfer sweepstakes. But if you're Alabama, and again, I don't think in any scenario at Alabama you can blame Nick Saban for going with Tua over Jalen, right? If you had to pick one of them, I think everyone would have picked Tua based on performance. But if you're Georgia, you bet the horse and bet the farm, I guess, on Jake Fromm this season, and you let... Justin Fields go to another school. Justin Fields in the playoffs, and you weren't. Am I reading too much into that, Alex? No, I, I don't think you are. I think there was a much closer competition <clears throat> between Fromm and Fields than there was between Tua and Hertz. And I think, unfortunately for Georgia, they yeah they they bet on I, I guess they they bet on the wrong guy because um, Fields obviously is in the playoff in the Heisman discussion, has, has been invited to New York, and Fromm is not involved in any of those things. With the type of offense that Georgia obviously wanted to run this year, you know, that archaic offense that looked like it was run in 1996, Jake Fromm was your right guy, right? You wanted him to be able to manage the game, hand the football off, throw the short passes when needed. You didn't want, you know... The chaos, I guess, that the Ohio State offense is, where it's quick hitter passes, and you've got Justin Fields out in the open field making you know decisions, moving quickly with the ball, and things like that. So I can justify it a little bit from Georgia's perspective that the type of offense that they clearly wanted to run this season, which no one liked, by the way, and was clearly a mistake. You know, looking the hindsight twenty twenty, looking back, um, Justin Fields was not the right person for that. And I don't know if they had the right offensive coordinator to be able to take advantage of him. But uh, you look at the comparison I was making between Kirby and Rick before, and you let maybe the most talented quarterback that has been through Georgia since Matt Stafford go to go over and play at Ohio State. Uh, that's uh, that's a decision that you're going to have to justify, especially if over the course of the next couple of years, because you'd have had Justin Fields next year as well. You're, you're not going to have Jake Fromm. It's going to be interesting to watch and, uh, and see how all that shakes out. Okay, um, here was the next one. Well, why don't I ask you this, Alex? Which quarterback that is playing in the playoffs has been sacked the most this season? So is it Fields, Burrow, Hurts, or Lawrence? And which quarterback has been sacked the least? Wow, that's that's a good question. Um, I have an answer. So okay. there, you there you go. Thank you for the thank you. Um, so I, man, that's tough. For the most, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Hertz, and I'm thinking I'm thinking Justin Fields was the least. You are wrong on both accounts. Dang. Um, Joe Burrow has been sacked 28 times this season. He was the most. Wow. Justin Fields 27. Jalen Hurts 21. Trevor Lawrence has only been sacked 12 times all season. Wow. That's a, less than one a game. It's unbelievable. It is. And I think, at least, I know he got sacked a couple of times, I believe, in the Wake Forest game. And did they get him twice? 
here in the ACC championship game or even once. I was going to say some of that has come at the end of the season, but look at the offensive line performance from Clemson this year compared to these other schools. And again, with Hurts and Fields, maybe you can make the argument that they tried to run the ball some and got tackled behind the line, but a sack is a sack. Trevor Lawrence has only been sacked 12 times a season. That's about the number of times that Deshaun Watson gets sacked per game in the NFL, right? right? Or at least in two games. But an amazing, I looked at this, and I was just like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Because I think this Clemson offensive line this year is the best offensive line that we've seen in the Dabo era. And, and as long back as I can remember, these guys have been playing incredible all season. If that number doesn't prove it, I don't know what does. Yeah, I think I think that number is is kind of twofold. I think it's eighty five percent, as you mentioned, the offensive line. This offensive line, which returned, I believe, four starters on the offensive line, uh, four of which are seniors. Uh, the lone underclassman being Jackson Carmen, uh, right tackles, the sophomore, or left tackle, excuse me. Um, and then, so I think it's eighty five percent offensive line. Then I think it's fifteen percent. Uh, Trevor Lawrence having this weird ability to sort of spin out of would be sacks and either able to scramble for some yardage or, or, or uh, throw it away or, or find or find a check down. Um, so I, I, I think it's a little bit a little bit of both those things. Yep, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then I have another question for you. It's actually two questions. Which team leads the nation in penalty yards this season? The most penalized team in the country in college football, FBS, is who? Wow. Uh, man, that's... It's a, lot, it's a lot of teams to choose from. It is one of the playoff teams. Okay. Um, I am going to go with, oh, man, is it LSU? The Oklahoma Sooners, Sooners. have 976 penalty yards wow. this year. The, the turnovers uh, also, Oklahoma has a negative 10 turnover margin tied for 110th in the country. Wow. Oklahoma. And they made the playoffs and only lost one game. So when I'm thinking about this LSU game, right, mm-hmm. if there are two things that Oklahoma can do, you've got to almost think that they can give LSU a run for their money. And that is don't turn the ball over. Again, we talked about this earlier in the show, right? Jalen Hurts has been turning the ball over a lot. Even though nationally you hear that the turnover trouble is Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts has been turning the ball over a lot more than Trevor Lawrence. And they have not been forcing turnovers on defense either at Oklahoma, and Clemson has. I think this is the best turnover margin that a Clemson team has had under Dabo, under the Dabo era going into the playoffs and overall, so it'll be interesting. Also, if they can limit penalty yards, 976 penalty yards in 13 games? Are you kidding me? So if they can limit penalty yards and not turn the ball over, Alex, suddenly I feel like you've got a really interesting game on your hands between Oklahoma and LSU. Yeah, um, I think those numbers kind of explain why the spread between LSU and Oklahoma is what it is. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, because really, it really has been the case for all this year. There's really been three teams. It's been LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson. And then that fourth team has kind of been whoever. You know, just just we need to fill out a 14 playoff. We have to have a 14th in there. Oklahoma's going to be this fourth, fourth team. But, uh, yeah, I think I think those numbers, and I, I think if, you know, those – I think those numbers hold true. Oklahoma's not going to be able to stay with LSU. 
What's your uh, what's your overall take on that game? Uh, again, I know I think the point spread came out at like ten. I've seen it move as high as thirteen now. I think LSU is definitely a better team than Oklahoma. Um, we've seen Oklahoma, I guess, get in the playoffs a couple of times uh, the last few seasons, and just got completely blown off the face of the earth by Oklahoma, but by Alabama, excuse me, and then came back a bunch in the second half and made it a uh, a real a closer game than it really was. I think they got down twenty eight points in the first half against Alabama, if memory serves. And then, of course, they had the crazy shootout with Georgia where they got ahead by a couple of scores in that game and just couldn't stop anybody. So Oklahoma's defense is not great. I don't think LSU is as good as anyone. Is LSU going to be able to stop Oklahoma? I think the answer is no. So it's going to be a really interesting game that, again, if Oklahoma doesn't turn the football over, I think it'd be a lot closer than people think. But I seem to be the only one kind of leaning in that direction. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, Oklahoma's not going to have an issue scoring on on LSU because again, it's it's in a you know they're playing in Atlanta, playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's a climate-controlled area, um, so I think Jalen Hurts is going to have no problem uh, spreading the ball around. Uh, but this this game really comes down to can OU stop LSU uh, enough times to you know stay within stay you know within you know seven maybe ten points, and I just don't think that's going to happen. Actually. To the point of LSU's defense, LSU's defense has showed me a lot on Saturday against Georgia. Now, Georgia's not some, some sort of world beater on offense, you know, as, we, no. as, as, as we've mentioned. But what LSU, no. LSU was really able to limit the run game, DeAndre Swift, who is another, another running back that will be, you know, be a higher pick in this upcoming draft, they really did a nice job bottling him up and really just making that offense not even one-dimensional, like kind of half-dimensional, if you will. Uh, so I think LSU's defense can actually stop, actually has the capability to stop Oklahoma's offense. Now, whether they, they can actually execute on that remains to be seen, obviously. LSU's uh, defense gave up 600 yards to Ole Miss. And that was less than a month ago. Mm-hmm. 400 yards rushing. And again, these were, the, these were the starters in there, right? They weren't putting the backups in there. That game was a decently close game uh, until late. So that'll be interesting to watch. Okay, uh, let me tell you about the presenting sponsor here at the Mark Childress Show. It is S.H. Carter. Go to shcarterinc.com. If you need demolition services or recycling services for a construction project that you might be working on, maybe you need a roll-off container or a big dumpster to put all the trash in for a project that you're working on, make sure you check out my friends at S.H. Carter. Call them at 864 two. or go to shcarterinc.com before you make any decisions about a construction project that you might be involved with. Coming up next, final segment of the show. Got some more statistics around these playoff teams that I think are very interesting. And I'm going to put a bow on uh, 2019 for the Mark Childress Show. This will be the final one of calendar year 2019. So I want to look back a little bit and see how far we've come. This is the Mark Childress Show. I'm not feeling that great I'm not catching on fire today Love has started to fade I'm not going to smile today I'm not gonna lie You're outliving it up today You've heard folks talk about the sauce at Joe's New York Pizza. I'm here to tell you it is the sauce that makes the lasagna so great. Believe me, I know lasagna and Joe's New York Pizza lasagna is my favorite. Their homemade marinara sauce, 
beef, ricotta, and mozzarella cheese loaded with their special spices, the lasagna at Joe's New York Pizza, which comes with a salad and those famous garlic knots, is where it's at. Seneca or Clemson, make it Joe's New York Pizza for lasagna with the sauce. Jimmy was taken off his metformin in less than 90 days on the health dare. Chet and Kathy no longer use a CPAP machine. Ted lowered his cholesterol and lost 87 pounds of fat. Huck and Nancy lowered their blood pressure. This season, give the gift of health to someone you love because the second health dare program is free. Don't do this alone. Grab your spouse, parent, or a friend and book your consultation today. Go to idareme.com or call 1-877-IDARE-ME. That's idareme.com. This year, let's say your little princess puts a pony on her holiday wish list. So you check out eBay and whoa, eBay has great deals on lots of ponies. Little toy ponies. <laughs> Stick ponies. Mommy's little cowgirl, look at you. Movies with ponies. <laughs> eBay even has cars with supercharged ponies. Check eBay and you'll always find an unmatched selection at a price you'll love. With thousands of real estate agents in the upstate, it can be overwhelming to choose someone that's trustworthy, knowledgeable, and honest. No need to look further. Realtor Rivers Whitmire is here to go to work for you. A devoted Clemson fan with close ties to the upstate, Rivers is here to make the most of your time and money to get you exactly what you want or need. Give him a call today for a free in-home market analysis, no strings attached. Rivers is here to go to work for you. Call today, 864-752-5545. If you're a business owner, you're familiar with this situation. Health insurance rates have soared, so have deductibles. Your group is mostly healthy, but every year the rate goes up. You know, there could be a better way. It's not right for everyone, but we've helped a lot of people. If you and I were to sit down and review a few strategies together, and I identified $25,000 you had no idea you were losing, is that a conversation you'd want to have? If so, call me at 864-INSURE-YOU. That's 467-8738. There's thousands of people who do what we do. I'm proud of my team and the great work we do. In fact, we were just recognized as the best insurance agency in the upstate. Thank you for believing in us, and thank you for the opportunity to serve. I'm Guy the Insurance Guy. My company is The Insurance Source, and what we do is simple. We make health insurance easier. You're in charge of hiring, and Indeed has solutions, like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. Indeed will also give you this sticky frog, which will suddenly leap and stick to the face of the perfect hire. Okay, there's no sticky frog. But skills tests, that's a for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Post your next job at Indeed.com slash hire and try skills tests for free. Terms and conditions apply. Most demolition projects throughout the upstate generate large sums of concrete waste. When demolition waste enters the S.H. Carter Recycling Facility, it's sorted, processed, and turned into materials that are both eco-friendly and cost-effective. Recycled crusher run, fill dirt, screen topsoil, mulch, and 3-inch surge stone are all available for purchase. Visit shcarterinc.com or call for more information, 864-295-3943. That's 864-295-3943. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar.
final segment of the Mark Childress Show. Thanks so much with, for uh, hanging out with me this evening. Listen, if you're in your car listening, uh, listening on the app or in an internet browser at theroar.radio, come on over to Facebook, the Roar's Facebook page. Check us out over there. I'm in the Pronk Studios in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. That's where the, we do the show from every week. You can participate on Facebook and uh, watch us behind the scenes. Hey, uh, let me tell you about Rivers Whitmire, realtor for J.W. Martin Real Estate. Focuses on Lake Kiwi and Lake Hartwell. In fact, he sold a couple of homes on Lake Kiwi just recently. But if you need to buy a home, sell a home, have any questions about the market anywhere in the upstate of South Carolina, Rivers Whitmire can help you. Give him a call, 864-752-5545. You can also uh, follow him on Facebook, Rivers Whitmire-Realtor. Again, that's Rivers Whitmire, 864-752-5545. And uh, Rivers, thank you very much for being a sponsor for the Mark Children's show. All right, uh, Mark Childress here. I've got Alex Wisnett back in uh, studio in Clemson, and uh, I've very unfairly been throwing Alex all these random stats uh, in a question and answer format that I found on Twitter the last couple days. Um, Alex, I did, I won't ask you this as a question, but uh, playoff team breakdown, I guess, right? Uh, one of the most interesting things is is the offenses overall. You've got Ohio State is the number one overall offense Clemson is the number two overall offense. LSU is the overall three offense. Oklahoma is the overall four offense. It doesn't get much better than that, right? I mean, if you want to see some good uh, high-scoring football games, it seems like we might be in for a few here in the postseason. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Especially uh, with LSU, uh, you know, Joe Brady uh, today was announced as the Royals Award winner uh, for the uh, best assistant coach in football, which I think is well-deserved with what he's done with Joe Burrow. This year, um, so yeah, LSU Oklahoma at four. That'll be, I mean, that'll be an offensive shootout, I think. And then uh, the night, quote unquote, nightcap with Clemson Ohio State will be a matchup of two offenses that are kind of on different trends. Obviously, Clemson's offense is on the upswing, uh, putting up 62 on a on a pretty good Virginia team. Uh, obviously, <laughs> was, was it was a huge statement. And then Ohio yep. and then Ohio State not playing super great against uh, Wisconsin uh, until the very end, until they kind of got their act together. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously both these teams have three weeks to prepare. It'll be interesting to see what both of these squads bring to the table. I feel like uh, the Ohio State offense also gets an outrageous amount of yardage from Justin Fields on busted plays, right? And that really might be where uh, Fields is at, is at his best. The more chaotic things seem to get on the field, that's when he can really exploit you. And I felt like, especially against Penn State, if Penn State could have found a way to just keep him in the pocket and not let him get loose for some of those crazy plays, I think Penn State could have beaten Ohio State in that game. And that's what I would be a little bit worried about if you're Ohio State coming in to play Clemson is if you don't get those busted plays with fields, I think you compare the two offenses and there's no comparison. I think uh, Clemson is significantly better um, from an efficiency perspective if you can contain those busted plays from fields. So that'll be uh, interesting. Also, the Clemson-Ohio uh, State game, a battle of the top two defenses in the country. Clemson at number one, Ohio State at number two. Then you see the drop-off. LSU coming in with the 27th overall defense. Oklahoma coming in with the 31st overall defense. So it's kind of interesting that they paired the two really good defenses and the two pretty good defenses. Yeah, that is that is very interesting. Yeah, because Ohio State and Clemson, as has been talked about for a while now, that's a matchup of two the two most complete teams in college football. I would say Clemson right now is more complete 
than Ohio State, although Todd McShay might disagree with me because he described Clemson during the ACC championship broadcast as an unknown, which is a little strange, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's very interesting that, that the committee decided to match up. Okay, we're going to match up two you know, complete teams that have, that have great offenses and great defenses. Now, the defenses are a little – they do it a little bit different ways. Um, I, would, I, would pro- I would probably take Ohio State's pass rush over Clemson's pass oh, rush. Oh, yeah. Yes, I would too. Um, but I, I would say Clemson's – particularly their, uh, Clemson's secondary is, is better than Ohio State's, even though uh, Jeff Okuda from Ohio State will probably be a top 15 pick in this draft. Yeah, but on the LSU-Oklahoma uh, side, again, as we talked about, uh, defense isn't really the story. It's just a matter of you know uh, how how many points each of these teams can put up, and uh, whatever the over under is, I'm I'm going to take the over on that. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah, I think uh, I think that'll be an interesting one. Um, also, uh, David Hale, he's at a David Hale joint on uh, Twitter, always puts great stuff together. So Clemson's last eight games before the playoffs. Okay, so uh, Clemson had that little bobble against UNC, and since then it's been scorched earth for the Tigers, averaging. points per game in the last eight games of uh, the season so far going into the playoffs. Last year in the last eight games, you remember it was something similar, right? You had the weird game against Kelly Bryant leaves. Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. Chase Bryce leads the uh, victory against Syracuse. And everybody was saying the same things last year about Clemson, right? Uh, They got it all together. Clemson went scorched earth last year as well. 50 points per game last year. And I've got a bunch of different metrics here where the numbers are actually better this season than last season. Force three and out rate is higher this year in the last eight games than last year. Points per drive is higher. Points allowed per drive is higher. Yards per play is higher. It really is amazing. And that's why it really surprises me, Alex, that you're not getting more traction on a national basis around the Tigers because you've seen this exact movie before. You saw it last season. You saw in game number five the issues against Syracuse. And after that, Clemson blew everyone else on their schedule, including North Car- or Notre Dame and Alabama, off the face of the earth. They were all blowouts. None of the games were close. Well, guess what? This year, same thing against North Carolina. You have that bobble. The movie, it's like you're watching the sequel. You know, you're watching the sequel version to the movie that you watched last year, but it's been even bigger with the blowouts and the scorched earth this year. So I'm surprised that there aren't more people in the national media kind of jumping in and saying, guys, wait a second. Last year, everyone said that Clemson had to be doubted. Clemson was kind of a pick favorite almost over Notre Dame, blew them out. Then we listened for two weeks about all the national media saying best Alabama team of all time. Maybe the best team in the college football history was the Alabama team last year that Clemson beat 44 to 16 in the national title game. We're watching the sequel to the same movie, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a bit confusing why they're why they're not getting more coverage. But from a Clemson fan's perspective, I, I bring it on. Bring on the bulletin board material or lack thereof, because if there's one coach in this country that can work with both board material it is as, De- as Don Monson refers to him William Christopher Sweeney uh, yes so I, I think I, I'm, I'm fine with Clemson going kind of under, I mean not totally under the radar but slightly uh, slightly undervalued um, slightly looked over um, and Clemson will just you know will show their worth uh, on December 28th I think yeah, I think that'll be interesting. Um, since his ugly first, this also from David Hale, since his ugly uh, first quarter versus Louisville on October the 19th, here's Trevor Lawrence's stat line. 75.7% completion percentage, 
2,114 total yards, 25 touchdowns, zero turnovers, 203.2 passer rating. Unbelievable. I mean, he's been the best quarterback in the country for the last eight, eight, nine weeks, and he's not getting any press on it. Also from David Hale, since Trevor Lawrence's first full game as Clemson's starting quarterback last year, that was against Wake Forest, first full game. So we go after the uh, game against Syracuse where he got hurt. Since then, Clemson is 23-0 with an average margin of 36 points per game victory. They've won 22 of the 23 games by at least 14 points, 20 by 21-plus points, 13 of the 23 games by 35 or more points. Trevor Lawrence has thrown 55 passes in the fourth quarter in the last 23 games. Are those not staggering numbers? They're unbelievable. Yeah, those are those are just yeah those are those are mind mind boggling numbers. He, yeah, his his performance again like like, like David Hale mentioned post uh, first quarter of Louisville game has just been has just been astounding. You know what's really helped Trevor Lawrence out, and this is sort of gone unnoticed, but Trevor Lawrence has discovered the checkdown, which is amen, brother, which yep. is which is game over for the re- for the rest of the country. Because if Trevor Lawrence can start making those kinds of good decisions under pressure, you know, when he's rolling out, instead of trying to, like he did early in the season, trying to throw it deep where only a defensive back was there to intercept it, um, if he can either check it down to a running back or throw it away and continue to make those good decisions, I, I, I pray for the rest of the country. Yeah, he's also uh, gotten a lot better. I, uh, I mentioned this on the uh, fifth quarter show after the game this past week. I've seen Trevor stepping up in the pocket a lot more to buy himself a little bit of extra time. Trevor's also always done a good job of kind of escaping the pocket and rolling out and buying some extra time. But I'm also feeling like he's learning and getting a little bit more comfortable about that half step, full step forward to buy himself that extra beat to get those passes off, especially a long way down the field. So should be interesting and a lot of fun to watch. Okay, so uh, just a couple minutes left. Um, I started the Mark Childress show back on the first Saturday in February of uh, 2019. Um, And I got a lot of people that I want to thank this year. First of all, I've done 35 shows this year on the roar. Could not possibly be more excited about how everything has gone. I really appreciate Ben Milstead and uh, Deborah Jones, the unbelievable leadership that we have here at the roar, which is just fantastic. Uh, When I met with them and talked about the idea of the Mark Childress show, they fully embraced me. Uh, They've gotten fully behind uh, the ring and some of the digital Uh, stuff that I'm doing on the Facebook side. And folks, just wait until you see what I got coming next year. There's going to be bigger and better stuff on that front. But uh, special thanks really to uh, Ben Milstead and uh, and Deborah Jones and everything that they've done for me. Also, uh, John Height started as my producer uh, when I was back on Saturday mornings uh, leading up to the football season. John, I love you, man. I'm really excited about being on uh, Mickey Plyler's show with you the next uh, couple of mornings. And uh, you did fantastic work for me. Alex, you transitioned in uh, the past couple of weeks and I feel the same way about you. You've been an incredible addition to the show. Uh, Very thankful to have you a part of it and uh, couldn't pull this thing off on uh, Tuesday nights without you. Also want to thank my son, uh, Faxon Childress, who's been producing the show here at Pronk Studios behind me uh, and everything that's gone into that. Also, I've had over 50 guests uh, on the show with me this year on my 35 shows and uh, I want to thank every last one of them, right? I mean, we've gone national with people like Tom Luganbill and Barrett Salee, all the way down to, uh, you know, old faithful Lawton Swan that I had on earlier. So uh, if any of you are watching or tuning in right now, I appreciate you as well and uh, everything that you've done for me. And again, uh, the different hosts at The Roar and how welcoming they've been to me, you know, Qualk and Kelly, Mickey Plyler, Walt Deptula, uh, Brad and Ben, uh, every last one of them has just been fantastic. It is an honor 
to be a part of the Roar team. And 2019 has been fantastic for me. So no more Mark Childress's shows in calendar year 2019. I won't be here next Tuesday night. I'm not doing a Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve show. Sorry about that. You wouldn't have been listening anyway. You'll be hanging out with your families and uh, doing stuff. So until 2020, when I will be back, check social media, see when and where. This has been the Mark Childress Show. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Casting from the Priority One Security Studios, WAHT AM 15.